As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter 1. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy-to-read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. You are listening to the C.S. Lewis Podcast with Professor Alistair McGrath, brought to you by Premier. I'm Ruth Jackson, and over this second series, Alistair and I will be looking at some of the key themes and ideas in Lewis's seminal book, Mere Christianity. You can find out more about this series, as well as C.S. Lewis and Professor Alistair McGrath, by heading to cslewispodcast.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. On today's episode, we will be looking at what Lewis says about Christ in mere Christianity. Welcome back to the C.S. Lewis podcast with Alistair McGrath. Now, Alistair, in the last episode, we were talking about the diagnosis of the problem, uh, the problem of sin, of free will, of uh, evil in the world. And we're now going to be focusing on a much more positive aspect, on the solution, on on the person of Jesus, as C.S. Lewis talks about him in Mere Christianity. So would you summarise just a little bit of what C.S. Lewis says about Jesus in Mere Christianity? Obviously, it's a a huge topic, but if you could just briefly summarise it for us. Well, Lewis is bringing out the point that Christ, if you like, is the basis of the new life within us, which in effect enables us to be Christian. It's not uh, as if Christianity is simply the repetition of Christ's teachings. It's about the enactment of Christ's life within us, because in some way we are being changed by Christ. And so Lewis is going to spend quite some time trying to put his finger on what is so important about Christ and the difference that this makes to us. Why does C.S. Lewis think that this is not a viable option? Because Lewis is very, very clear that um, the problem is humanity. There's something wrong with us, which is such that if we are told to do this, we can't do it. If Christianity is simply about education, then we don't learn from our lessons. And so what, what we really need is, if you like, to be brought to spiritual life. Biological life is good, spiritual life is better. And the only way that this can happen is through Christ. And Lewis will try to explain exactly how this happens, but the key point is it needs to happen and is what lies at the heart of Christianity. So clearly for C.S. Lewis, Jesus is divine and his divinity is really important. How does he articulate that in mere Christianity? Well, he tries to help us to see how um, 
how we can think of Christ being both God and man. And clearly it's, it's a bit counterintuitive, but I think Lewis's real point is, is really quite important, and that is that we need to see why this really matters. And Lewis talks quite a lot about his preconceptions of what Christianity was when he was an atheist, and he, he had this idea that Christianity was a theory about um, what Christ did on the cross. And then he began to um, realize that actually Christianity was not about a theory, it was about primarily something really having happened, and then you had to use metaphors or images to try and understand exactly what this happened, what this was, but the really important thing is the actuality, something new, something real has happened, and then we try to describe this and how it, how it actually has come into being. So what was it about Jesus that, in a sense, gave away his divinity? How can we tell that he was fully God? Lewis is very clear that Jesus is a good religious teacher. He says that's obvious. But he's, he then, if you like, adds layers onto this. That, in fact, um, we need to be aware that Christ is not just a good teacher. We need to listen to him. Not just a good moral example. We need to be like him. But is the basis of a new life within us. And for Lewis, the fact that Christ is both God and a human being enables him, if you like, to channel this new life within us through faith. So that's the point he's making. Now, theologians would say, well, look, there are other ways of talking about this. There are other ways of thinking about how this happens. But basically, what Lewis is saying is, here's the way I make sense of this. It's all about, um, in effect, the, the Christ life, to use a word he uses quite a lot, the Christ life to become part of us. And that means some kind of complete reorientation, some form of renewal within us. And in many ways, what Lewis is saying is that is our starting point. The fact that this has happened makes us ask the question, who must Jesus be if he is able to do this? I think that's a very important point to bring up because Lewis is not a kind of armchair theologian saying, let's talk about abstract theological ideas. He's saying, let's begin by appreciating what Christ actually achieves and then reflect on who he must be if he's actually going to be able to do this. Well, let's talk a little bit about what Jesus achieved. So what does C.S. Lewis think happened at the cross? Well, he is very clear that in some way the human situation has been transformed. And, of course, he does talk about this quite a lot in the Chronicles of Narnia, particularly when he's reflecting on Aslan's death and resurrection in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. However, he only touches on some of the central themes of Christianity. And I often wonder why it is that Lewis doesn't give a fuller exposition of, for example, Christology or soteriology, to use two technical terms, the identity of Christ and what Christ has done. And I think it's because he feels it's not actually essential for his purposes. I think he, he is trying to give his um, readers, if you like, a taster of the deeper understanding of Christ that lies behind Christianity rather than a full exposition of it. And in fact, he's saying, go and read somebody else for more details. What he's trying to do is to explain what he thought when he was an atheist and why he had to move on to a deeper and richer understanding of both the identity of Christ but also the understanding of what Christianity was all about. 
And he specifically says, doesn't he, that he's not going to focus on specific atonement theories. Why does he do that? Is he more interested in kind of the impact of that rather than the explanation behind it? I think there may be several reasons for this. He doesn't actually go into detail in mere Christianity as to why he has this very light touch on this particular point. But I think here are some of the points that may have been important. Number one, um, Christians do disagree about theories of the atonement, um, what they are and what their relative priority are, which is most important. And I think Lewis doesn't want to get involved in controversy. I think he feels that this is secondary to his main purpose, which is to give people a flavor or a feel for what Christianity is all about. That may be part of it. Secondly, I think Lewis is really concerned that people get so caught up in thinking about the theories that they don't appreciate the actuality. I think Lewis is really worried here that that people may become so preoccupied with the technical details of, for example, this theory of the atonement or that theory of the atonement, that actually they become confused about what they refer to. And for Lewis, it's what Christ has done for us that really matters. And understanding the fine detail actually is interesting, but it, it is a secondary concern. And so Lewis will always say that the actuality is primary and the explanation of that is secondary. So I think that's important. I think also um, he's trying to um, to avoid getting involved in the field of theology, which is something I think he feels he probably doesn't understand very well. He's worried that um, he may be out of his depth and therefore he wants to talk about what he thinks is really important and not go too far into somebody else's territory. You mentioned earlier that C.S. Lewis doesn't dwell too much on the Christology of Jesus, but he is adamant that Jesus is divine. He says, doesn't he, that Jesus behaves as if he was uh, mortally offended by what people did, which you would only do if you were God because they were offending each other. Why is his divinity so important for C.S. Lewis? It is very important. Um, I think one of the key themes which Lewis articulates right from the beginning of mere Christianity is that we cannot achieve good unaided, that we cannot respond to good moral advice unaided, and that if we're simply told what is right, we are unable to actually model our lives on that. In other words, if Jesus is simply a moral example or a teacher, that doesn't actually help us. We need more than that. So if you like, Lewis is almost beginning by setting out the problem of human nature. We are unable to do what is good. We are unable to respond to teaching properly. Therefore, we have to be changed. And unless there's some means by which we can be changed, then we are sunk. And that's one of the reasons why Lewis spends so much time explaining the divinity of Christ is because that is the key to our transformation. If Jesus is just a good person, well, actually, he's a bit like me or you, you know, I mean, better than us, I hope, but nevertheless, (laughs) on the same level. I think that's a very important point. And what Lewis is saying is that we need something radically different, someone from outside the human situation who's able to enter in and transform us. If Christ is only a good 
human being, then he may be a good teacher and a good example, but he cannot transform us. We need someone who's able to transform us internally if we are going to be really changed as people. So that's one of the reasons why that's so important for him. There's another reason as well, which is he wants to make the point that Christ models what God is like. And that actually uh, rests on a deep understanding of Christ as um, both human and also as divine. It doesn't make as much of that as you might think, but it's there. As you say, we obviously need someone outside of the situation to be able to help us. Um, But he also emphasises that Jesus was fully human as well as fully God. How does he articulate that? Well, I think Lewis wants to try and get away from any idea that Jesus is some kind of... um, of disguised divinity who's come into the world who is not really human who pretends to be human and so lewis will talk about christ his ministry various things about him which highlight the fact this is a real human being and lewis of course here is drawing on writers who he's read and enjoys very much and the kind of way bring this point out so what i think lewis is trying to do is to help his readers to see that these two things need to be held together christ is god christ the human being these are not inconsistent we can't say we choose which is right and leave the other one one side they're both part and parcel of who he is and so lewis doesn't actually entirely resolve these questions which um you know would require developing quite complex models the key point he wants us to grasp is these both matter they're both there the actuality is there how we represent this theoretically is secondary the important point is to know they're both there And obviously that's a really difficult topic for us to get our head around, a person being fully God, but also at the same time fully man. How does C.S. Lewis reconcile that, or is he quite happy to kind of hold that tension? Well, I think Lewis um, is quite happy to hold that tension together. I think one of the problems here is is that um, there isn't really a very good analogy for the Incarnation, which actually does this completely successfully. We can get a sense out of of why this is so important. We can say this really does matter. Uh, And of course, one of the things that Lewis is going to talk about is that the best way of understanding um, how Christ relates to God is actually to think about the doctrine of the Trinity. And that's something he, he, he comes back to later. But the key point is that Christ is God um, and relates to God. And Lewis develops this quite rich idea of the relationship of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, which I think enables him to position Christ as the agent of redemption, the agent of human transformation. And also, of course, Christ is the one who shows us what God is like. And again, that's a very important point for Lewis, that in effect, Christ is not simply saying, um, you know, be good. He is modeling what being good actually looks like. Both the divinity and the humanity of Christ are such a key thing for C.S. Lewis and clearly right at the heart of mere Christianity. How would C.S. Lewis have seen Jesus pre-conversion and how would that have sort of changed after he became a Christian? That's a really interesting question because we know that um, locating Jesus in his worldview was a real stumbling block because... um, Lewis 
began to believe in God and found that really very important, but he could not see how to integrate the New Testament's emphasis on Jesus with his new belief in God. Um, Why does Christianity focus on Christ? Surely God is the important thing. And he had this very famous conversation with J.R.R. Tolkien in um, in 1931, which I think really moved him on. And one of the points that um, Tolkien made was that, if you like, um, Christianity is telling a story about God. And that story intersects with human stories. And that's why the incarnation is so important. That, in effect, Christ is not some kind of mere person who discloses what God wants, but actually is about God entering into the human story and transforming it from within. And once Lewis saw that, he was able to kind of way find a place for Christ in his understanding both of what Christianity is, but also his understanding about how Christ helps us to live well, A, by enabling us, but B, by in effect as God incarnate, showing what a human life dedicated to God and changed by God actually looked like. So as an atheist, if you like, he was looking in from outside and not really understanding what he saw. So what do you think C.S. Lewis would say to someone today who I suppose has a vague image of what God might be, but really hasn't encountered Jesus? Do you think there's any advice he would give about how to understand Jesus to that person who doesn't have much of a reference point for God in a sort of post-Christian culture? I think Lewis would probably tell a story, and that story would, in effect, um, have two major focal points. Number one, that we are in a mess and we can't save ourselves. And number two, redeeming us would be a very difficult process, which would involve a lot of commitment and a lot of love on the part of the one who did it, and then show how those focus on Christ. And Lewis does this in a very interesting sermon he preached during the Second World War at a church in London. He asks us to imagine a diver. And he gives us a very powerful description of a diver plunging into a dark pool and going right down to the bottom and retrieving something and coming back to the surface, lungs bursting, holding up this object he's retrieved. And that's us. And you see, it's all about Christ diving into our world with all the risk and pain that involved to save us. And and Lewis would tell that story, I think, to help us appreciate how um, how we are unable to redeem ourselves. But Christ chose to do that as an act of commitment and love and the resulting transformation that it brings about. It really was very important for Lewis indeed. And how does he articulate that? I suppose we spent a lot of time in the previous episode talking about our sinfulness and the problem. And here, when he's talking about Jesus, he's talking about the solution for that sinfulness. How does he articulate the solution? Well, he does it by talking about the nature of redemption and helping us to appreciate how how much a difference this makes to us. I want you to appreciate the mess we are in and the trouble someone had to go to to get us out of that mess, you begin to appreciate 
just how important he is. Now, Lewis does talk about this in mere Christianity, but in a rather conceptual way. And many would say that you need to go to the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, where, in effect, Aslan is, if you like, a Christ figure. And look at, for example, the impact Aslan has on the children when they first meet him. You know, the sense of awe, the sense of wonder, the sense of empowerment that they experience. And then the sense of desolation when Aslan is killed you know to, and, and what Lewis is doing there is bringing out the intellectual the emotional aspects of Christ dying Christ being raised again and the difference that this makes so I think the whole idea of resurrection is really very important for Lewis and we'll talk more about this when we look at the chapter on hope but certainly the key point is that Christ is not someone who simply says here is what you should think Here's what you should do. It's about Christ becoming part of us, changing us, changing the way we think, changing the way we behave, and of course, changing the way that we hope. And do you think that is something that C.S. Lewis grasped before he became a Christian? Or do you think the idea of redemption and what Jesus did on the cross, was that something that came later as he sort of worked out his faith? I think Lewis came to understand something about Christianity from outside when he was an atheist, but he didn't actually understand it very well. I think that that's a key point to make, that actually it was a deficient, it was a slightly distorted understanding of what Christianity was all about. And if you like, Lewis grew into Christianity. He um, began to grasp its depth, its detail. He began to put the pieces together and he began to realize how much he'd misunderstood it. I think one of the reasons why Lewis is such an important author to read, particularly if you're an atheist, is that you may well share those misunderstandings, those those half-truths about Christianity. And reading Lewis, I think, will help you help you discover what Lewis discovered in a, in a very exciting way. We've got to the end of our episode about what Lewis thinks of Jesus, but is there anything that we could read of Lewis's to find out a little bit more about what he thought of Jesus? I think that um, reading the Chronicles of Narnia and recognising that Aslan, in some way, is Lewis's attempt to express in literary form the identity and significance of Christ, that is helpful. Because one of the things that Lewis does not really talk about very much in mere Christianity is how Christians feel about Jesus. Not just how they um, understand him, but the difference he makes emotionally. And that's something he brings out very, very well in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Lewis helps us to, to almost feel the power of the presence of Christ through Aslan. I think that's a very helpful way, particularly if, you, if people who listen to this are not Christian, you want to know what Christians think about Jesus, then reading about Aslan may just help you make that connection. Jesus is not simply a teacher, he's not simply a moral example, he's someone who transforms, someone who becomes part of us. And that's something Lewis brings out very clearly in his imaginative work, The Lion, the Witch and the Water. Mere Christianity is much more cerebral. Well, hopefully we're going to do a whole series on the Chronicles of Narnia, but that is all we've got time for today. So thank you so much, Alistair. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the C.S. Lewis podcast with Professor Alistair McGrath, brought to you by Premier. 
I'm Ruth Jackson and over this second series, Alistair and I will be looking at some of the key themes and ideas in Lewis's seminal book, Mere Christianity. You can find out more about this series, as well as C.S. Lewis and Professor Alistair McGrath, by heading to cslewispodcast.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. Next week, we will be looking at what Lewis says about Christian behaviour in mere Christianity.